Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. The best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. Okay, ladies. So tonight we're asking ourselves, how do we slash are we slash did we reorganize our lives after divorce? That's a good one. That is a good one. Well, I think a lot of, so I think a lot of it, and we've talked about before doing what, doing what we wanted to do, like the things we wanted to do, but I have found like new routines in my 40s, like new little routines that help me that I'm happy with, that I would never have been able to do or allowed to do, I think, in... Or too self-conscious to do. Self-conscious. Yeah, scared. Scared. That's a better word, I think. Well, I think I told you that I used to, when I was married, jump out of bed. Yeah. Start my day. It was like a run, a sprint to the finish line every day. And then as soon as my ex moved out, I was given a twice a day devotional and I decided to wake up earlier and be with my thoughts in the morning and have a cup of coffee and sit down. I had never done that in my married life. So I did that and it kind of set the tone for my day. I eased into my day is what I called it because I had time for my devotion. I did a prayer. I drank my coffee. I was quiet. I was with my dogs. Sometimes outside, sometimes inside. If it was a beautiful day, I was outside. And it really, first of all, made me thankful. And then second of all, it just made my day go more smoothly because I wasn't jumping out of bed and having that adrenaline rush. I was more organized. I was more planned. I could make lists when it was quiet of what I needed to do to get through my day, my week, my month what my goals were, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And it really helped, well, it helped me quiet my mind because when I first got divorced, I had so much on me. I had so much on me and I felt so much pressure, mainly money, but also with these two kids who were hurting in different ways, coming up with strategies to keep everybody happy and to keep the whole home life going and I made it a priority that we ate dinner together. I made it a priority that we didn't have the TV on and all those things that we had tried to do during therapy but to keep our family together but it didn't work. And I had a few set things that I needed to see every month and Mm -hmm. I think that quiet time kept my brain from being in overload Mm -hmm. and me getting overwhelmed. So I still got overwhelmed easily. Yeah. But I handled it a little bit different. I could allow myself to take a breath before I did something. Yeah. And it was just an easier, more calm, and I just wanted peace in my house too. Yeah. So I was trying, I was working toward that goal and getting up that extra hour early and easing to my day really set a better tone. For everything. So I 
I'm going to echo some of what you say in that what I think I hear you say is that you simplified a little mm-hmm. bit. And I, I feel like I've done the same thing. It's like, I, you know, I was looking, it's funny because I'm trying to clean out. We've talked recently about like trying to get rid of things we don't want. And there's some things that I have and I thought, was I trying to keep up with the Joneses? Like, was I trying to, to have, have this thing that I didn't really, A, didn't really want, but, but B, felt like I was supposed to have, you know, expected to or whatever. And I don't really feel that anymore. It wasn't never an external pressure. I, I never felt that. But it felt like it's supposed to. Does that make if that makes yeah. sense? So I don't feel that at all. Like I'm like I don't like these whatever I have in my house. So I'm getting rid of it. Like why would I use this fancy you know dot dot dot? I'm getting rid of it. Like there's no reason for it. But um, I I just recently realized that I think I spent some of my time doing that and I didn't realize I was like again trying to keep up with the Joneses. So I I have done a lot of like cook much more cooking in my house and when I was married my house was always an absolute wreck like couldn't invite people over wreck until unless I had time like a whole day to straighten up well now my house is lived in I do not have a pristine house I never will like I, I'm an artist and I'm messy and my people are are wild and it is what it is but I would I'm not it's never in the state that I would be like no you can't come over you know what I mean and it's just like I don't know. It feels so much more. It's not about control. Control's not the word. I don't feel like I have control. I just feel like I have like. Uh, it feels a little bit more. You, yeah, well, it's me. It's a reflection well, of me. And that's, you're managing it. You've lost the passive aggressive. There's somebody else supposed to help me do this, and right? I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, now it's Bonnie, all on you. That's a great the point. expectation that you're going to have help, and then it doesn't ever happen. Yeah, yeah. I and always so had that, yeah. even though I never had help. Right. right. And we talked about this a couple of episodes where, like, now if somebody's, if if we get spirit of helpfulness, we're grateful for it, right? Yes. Yes. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, you've lost that passive aggressive. I've already done it's these that things. Where that yeah, that tension yeah. when it's gone, and you know you're the you're the one who does it. You yeah, know what I mean it just it changes and makes it so much easier. But I don't and, know why and that just is. simplifying, like I've I've gone. I'm really being cognizant of finances lately, and like what I cannot can and cannot afford. And at one point in my life, I I think I did not consider that as much, and now I'm much more able to go no. That is not in my budget. And I think people don't realize when you go from two earners, like in my case, a big earner and then a stay-at-home mom who dabbled and had a business, but it was, you know, a small wage earner. You get used to the amount of money. I think Carolyn touched on that too. You get used, your lifestyle is what you can afford Mm -hmm. at that level. And you really do have to, I back down way down. I mean, you have to back down and you have to be very realistic about it. Yeah. And practical about it. And what I heard you say, because it, it speaks to me, is there are certain things that I did not ever want. I did not want feel like we needed. But like I said, you know, it's a bad rap to be a doctor's wife I know Mm -hmm. people are rolling their eyes but it really is you get a certain expectation on you Mm -hmm. and a certain expectation on what you can and cannot afford even if you don't want that life Mm -hmm. it 
it's hard and I got had a lot of peace just getting back to me and what I want and what I see for my future yeah. and how I want to do things you know I just think it you know when I went back to work I had to reorganize how I thought about everything in my house putting out my clothes the night before deciding if I was taking my lunch that you know what my day looked like and to be totally organized so that it wasn't because I was being a control freak it was because if I did those things my day went so much more smoothly yeah it was 10 less decisions I had to make on the spur of the moment and it just made my life easier Mm -hmm. to do that and I wanted to simplify and make my life as easy as possible because I had all this emotional chaos going around um and I will say you said about your house being messy when my ex was having his affair and I just felt crazy my house was the messiest it has ever been I was overwhelmed I was overwhelmed emotionally spiritually I just felt like I was in a windstorm all the time of emotion and I had no energy to even wipe the counters in my kitchen like I I just could not I just could not do it Mm. and so now my life is calm now my house I'm creative and and my house is messy but it's not and filthy depression (laughs) and you and I are a lot alike like our our personalities are pretty similar in that even if we're feeling depressed we're going to be like no yeah (laughs) i'm going to go away depression we go so like my i i recognize probably a lot of that was being in depression because i wasn't happy for a long time and now like now i feel very i have nothing to complain about like i'm i'm great and so things are calm and put together like i um i was actually talking to bonnie and beth before uh, we started recording about this, but like I've got this. My work schedule is such that I work. I usually have rehearsal like later in the day. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the computer right now, like I'm actually talking to your faces. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> we should you start are, putting like a little face little on the like there. a little crowd, like hey guys. <laughs> but um, it's <laughs> just a little group. Of, just a little, a little group of people video, holding yeah. holding coupe glasses. Yeah. So, but but I um have this extra time in the mornings and so I I'm trying to decipher how to use that time because I have this certain this certain work schedule so I've been like making my bed very regularly and it's become such a routine that if I don't I feel uncomfortable getting into bed Mm -hmm. and my therapist says and this is a thing anyway but like successful people make their beds like that's a thing and it, it does it's like a delight to get into bed at night when it's made or like, um, and I do the dishes in the morning so that when I come home, if I have to cook at night or whatever I'm doing, it's a clean slate to work mm-hmm. with. And it's so much, it's just so much more pleasant. It's just so calm and pleasant. Like, I, I love that, that little, um, it's just like this little magical space that I've created for myself. It has also become my alone time, you know, because mm-hmm. at this point I live with my partner and I, I live with my son and I don't have a lot of, I mean, and I work obviously, so there's not a whole lot of just by myself time. And that that little like two to or three to four hour space is what it is has become my like absolute self time that I can do whatever I 
need to do. And I'm an extrovert. Like, I am a textbook extrovert. But every once in a while, I've had I people so much that I'm like, no more. <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot see anyone today. I become like a little little dragon or something. A little, like, non, non-human, non-person dragon. But anyway. But you recognize that, and you've taken care of that by having that alone time. No, I think I've become, I don't know, more self-aware. Do do y'all feel more self-aware? Okay. I absolutely feel more self-aware. I would say post-divorce. And so I'll attribute some of this to the fact that I have theater training, and it's a whole, like, especially being a director, you have to look at the big picture. Have we talked about this before? Yes. Okay. But the self-awareness that I have felt post-divorce is, like, huge. Well, and I felt that too, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have a lot more uninterrupted time with me. Yeah. So when I'm not living with a partner, my kids are basically gone, and I have all of this time to, and for the first time in my life, I really enjoy my own company. And so that gives me time to really kind of evaluate where I am and what I want and get to know the well, things that I like. That and, and as you start coming out of divorce, you make this list like your back to Beth Burns list and all of that where you start saying, okay, who did I used to be? Mm-hmm. And do I still yeah. like those things? Mm-hmm. And then you start going down and listening like, okay, wow, I really love doing this at 20, not so much at 50. You know what right. I mean? Like it's just kind of that. Yeah. And I've kind of done a lot of that soul searching and why did my divorce go? My, why did I get divorced? Who was I in that marriage that I don't want to be? You know, it's just so much. I feel like we all go through that. You know, if you take the time to do the soul searching, it really helps you process your divorce so you can move through it. If you don't take that time, you're stuck, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Don't listen well, to I have always been very independent and I've always liked my alone time. However, when I first got divorced, after he moved out, because there was a little lag time, all of a sudden, I had a little, I don't call it a panic, but I had this, like, frenetic energy about, I'm alone. What do I do? Like, it was like a new thing. I had always done everything alone. But But you were alone connected to a partner, and alone alone is different. Well, that's true, but even when I had been alone before I got married it was a different feel to it and for about six months I had well I had a friend that told me whatever you do make a plan for when your child rolls off just I don't care if you take a book to the yeah we talked about that okay so I would actually get dressed like dress up and make a plan to like go get a coffee or go to my favorite restaurant, Bucket Board, and sit. I had a table. Like, I was, I threatened to get a plaque that said Beth Gilbert. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> because I sat in this one place so that I could people watch. And I ate by myself. But then after that six months, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> now, you, you could be stitching. You could be painting. You could be going to a movie. You could read all, that stack of books that's sitting by your bed. It's like I had to go through that little... Yeah. Oh, crap phase is what I was like, you know, what do I do with myself? it's uncomfortable, and it's unlearning the, to me, it's kind of unlearning what you've known. Well, it's it's learning how to be alone with yourself. Without the physical. And see yourself 
as not married. What's yes, funny? It's the uncoupling. Yeah. But it's a it's, single in a positive way, not a single in a negative way. Yes. It was a shift in how I thought but about it. What's funny is it's it's not, or at least in my case, I and I'm pretty sure I can speak for you guys as well and correct me if I'm wrong. It's just the physical human's not there anymore. Like there's yeah. not a physical human in your space, but it's not like it's not like at the end of things. It's not like you were having great conversations or like oh no intimate yeah. moments or like no. yeah. So yeah. it's not it's no, literally it's, it's, it's really just, just sort of the habit the of physical it. being well, the, habit, the habit the habit of it's the habit, habit. Of it. and it's also how you thought about it because I used to think oh I don't get to do this and now I think I get to do oh yeah this yeah as being single it's just a different way like I realized you're being an idiot Beth yeah. Like, you have all this time, and that's what you wanted. Yeah. You wanted to have well, time it, to do all these things, and now you're not making good use of that, that time. It's not a, you're it's, mourning something that you yeah, that wasn't right for you. That it's an opportunity, and that's not what a I look at. That I it's look an, opportunity. an opportunity yeah. now. Yes, but I think you hit on something very important in that how we speak to ourselves oh, and how big. we frame where we are, or what we're in, makes a huge, huge difference. It does. And how happy we are. You know, the I am happy being single and on my own. From I really, I mean, I enjoyed being married in some part. I liked having a partner, but in truly enjoying being on my own and not having that be something I have to have Mm -hmm. has just really made my life so much more enjoyable. I do think it is how you talk to yourself, but I also think you have to go through that. I think it's a a phase or a stage of divorce that you have to go to through. You have to break it off and be a little uncomfortable and find yourself and find what your new norm is mm-hmm. and then you have to put a positive spin on it. Like you see a lot of people and I read all these divorce blogs and stuff that get so caught up in why did this happen? Why wasn't I enough? And really, the best thing that my therapist ever said to me is, it has nothing to do with you. Right. The the cheating, the lying, the yeah. having an affair, it has nothing to do with you. No. The old thing is, you know, the old way of thinking about it is, if they were getting enough in the marriage, they wouldn't wander. That's untrue. You're either the type of person that does that, or you're the type of person that doesn't do that. Yeah. And... That has nothing to do with your partner. Mm-mm. It's sort of like having a husband that's an alcoholic. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. yeah, take so, all the so liquor out of the house. Yeah. You can go to Elanon. You can have all the reading material for AA around your house. But you cannot make them not drink. And right. you yeah, cannot make a husband not cheat. And you cannot make a husband not lie to you. You cannot make a husband act the way that you think that they should act in marriage. It has nothing to do with you. Somebody else's behavior has nothing to do with you. The end of my marriage had nothing to do with me. He made choices, and those choices created other choices that were bad. And Well, it had you know, something to do with you and that you finally chose yourself. Well, that's true, but it was not a, you know, I didn't have... I couldn't change him. No. no. And I couldn't say that I was not enough. I was just not what he chose. And there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And if you look at yourself as not enough, and you, you have heard that, I did a lot of, I heard a lot or of bad it, talk, 
and I heard a lot of actions telling me things like you've let yourself go and blah 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 you know all those negative things that you might have heard in your marriage I believed them because I heard them long enough and then all of a sudden one day it was like I can't do that anymore now I do default to that sometimes when I'm tired when I had a bad week I do default to some of that but I think you really have to fortify yourself with friends a therapist people that are going to tell you you're not thinking right this is not what you just told yourself is not the truth mm-hmm. you need to do the best for yourself make good decisions for yourself and let everything else fall by the wayside because I think people get caught in that loop well and the like just going back to like the reorganization thing is that you can do what you want you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want it really is a a reset like the only thing I oh I like that reset like the only I thing that I reset the only thing I can't do I, and this is not a negative I'm just being objective the only thing I physically can't do in my life is move away from where I am because I have my child well, and, and I would never do that and we're limited by funds and all yeah, that. yeah yeah I think yeah. about you know J.K. Rowling wrote all of the yeah. Harry Potter books on a train or whatever between but you know in her in her five minute yeah. snatches. You know, it's, yeah. it's possible to do reset and to do the things you want to do by but, reorganizing and resetting and, well, and, and all of peace, that. And yeah. you choose peace of mind and you want and you want to do and be the best person that you can be. And you don't worry about your ex and you don't worry about his girlfriend and you don't worry about his wife and you don't worry about all those things. His drinking. That really don't that are really not you or about you if you could just work on you Mm -hmm. my therapist also said be the person that you would want today yeah be interesting Mm -hmm. do all those things that made you interesting Beth I was like oh you're right because you think oh I have been doing that but you haven't because you've been so worried about being married and waiting for the next shoe to drop and walking on eggshells and doing all those things that that are part of that whole it's messy at the end of a marriage and dividing everything and you know going to all, doing all the paperwork and all the little meetings and mediation and all that you get caught up in it and you don't realize you've got caught up in it mm-hmm. so you have to do the things that make you who you are and go back to those well you know like I did back to Beth Burns I made a list what kind of things made me happy well, having peace in my house made me the happiest. So yeah. that's why I decided, yeah, I'm not going to sleep eight hours. I'll sleep seven and get up an hour early to ensure that I have a peaceful start to my day. Now, my mm-hmm. day could have gone to hell in a handbasket, but I had a peaceful start. <laughs> <laughs> and I had great intentions, and I eased into it that yeah. way. So would you say that the biggest reorganizing of your life that made the biggest impact was your one hour early? Yeah. To sort of have that peaceful mm-hmm. start to your day? Mm-hmm. And would you say that yours is getting back to making your bed and taking care of your little house? Yeah, three hours. What's morning? funny is I never really did that because I, like, that was never really part of my, because when I met my ex, I was, I mean, I was 24 and I had, I was out of, I was always in school. So, yeah. like, I'm constantly in grad school. I had never, he was the first person I lived with, like, you know, I mean, so I didn't really have those routines. We sort of established or disestablished, unestablished, I don't know what word 
not established. Whatever you whatever became your together. routine, whatever became your routine was a routine, even so, if it was leaving everything a mess. So then, what ended up happening is I basically became an adult with him in in our house, like doing whatever we did that was healthy or not. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm like okay, here's the healthy thing. Like yeah. the healthy thing is to make my bed. The healthy thing is to do the dishes. Like the, the healthy thing is to like. Um, make sure that the house is picked up and that everything's good and, like, this is all my responsibility. And I never really had that moment before because I essentially grew up... As a couple. ...with, with my ex-husband. Yeah. So, it's... That is... It's interesting because a little bit of me... I feel like a little bit of me did go back to 20... How old? I think I was 23, 24, maybe, when I met him. I did a little bit go back to her and go, okay, what what did we want to happen? <laughs> yeah. What did we want to what do? What did we have as a side? What were we, we doing do? then? And what did we... And and it, it has been very healthy. I mean, 24-year-old Lauren didn't have the healthiest habits, and 43-year-old Lauren has dealt with a lot of that. But, like, I don't know, just figuring out, just reminding myself what I wanted and now looking at what I don't want. Yeah. And what I potentially see... I think if you future. can weed out what you don't want, that leaves you oh, that's a huge, yeah. huge amount of space to deal with, figure out what you do want yeah. and how you want to do it. Oh, gosh. this Figuring out what you don't want might be a whole other episode. Yeah. That is oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. Like. Well, and, it's, and some of it has been surprising to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things that I really enjoyed before that are not necessarily really top on my list now. I mean, it just. And I also, talking about organizing, I have found that if I look at things as, all right, so, you know, I'm, I'm ADD and absolutely not a morning person. So, it, and, and I'm scattered, especially when I'm working on art stuff. So, I have found that the best way for me to do things is to look at it as, what can I do to set myself up for success? Mm-hmm. That's if I can, a good If I can make sure I choose my clothes the night before, that I'm taking my showers the night before, in case I hit the snooze button and have 15 less minutes. You know, all of these things, if I can just set so that the fewer decisions I'm making in the morning mm-hmm. is, is so incredibly helpful to me. I love fresh clean sheets to make sure I'm doing that once a month. It's like a gift to myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like, you know, it's those kinds of things. It's just, just so look, set, what can I do to set myself up for success? Like, where do I see myself as failing or where am I struggling and what can I flip? To set myself up for success yeah. in that situation. If I so two two things. One, my boyfriend says that a lot, and I think he got it off Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> but it's it's what are you doing for your future self? Yes. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that, and I hadn't really thought about that in oh, those times. I, I, I think past Bonnie all the time. I'm past, like, ooh, past Bonnie. What that was, was the, a yeah, good past decision. Lauren. Thank no, I'm always like, look what past Lauren did. Good job. Two. If I'm at my house, like today I came home from church and I had about an hour 15 before I needed to be back for a rehearsal and I came home and changed clothes, I ate a little lunch and I thought, okay, what what can I do right now before I need to leave? Like, that's my mm-hmm. thinking is like, what can I, what can I do to make the rest of this day easier, to make the rest of the night easier, to make tomorrow how it needs to go right. in the 30 minutes that I have? So I said yeah. a little laundry, I, you know did the dishes like all of those things happen now Mm -hmm. but it's the freedom to make part of it is the freedom to make those choices yourself like what you were saying you don't have to run those choices by anybody and nobody's ever criticized the choices and that's huge when you're living in an unhealthy relationship 
Like, well, and I think, like you Especially said, someone who seeks to be critical. Well, yes. I think also you hit upon something. You're making those choices, but you don't have to make them around somebody else's schedule. Yeah, that's true. You or or desires or preferences. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, so did you live on your own for a long time before you married the no. first time? And you didn't either. So all uh-huh. three of us. But this I had is a like, weird situation. This is like her. our first, our own homes, our own decision on how we want everything to be. Like, I feel like I am, like you said, back in your 20s, I know that I'm in my 50s, but I feel like I'm kind of like, I get to do what maybe I should have done on the front end instead of getting married so soon. Like, I got, I graduated from college in June and got married in July. You know, I never had time to make money on my own and set up a house and decide how I like things. It was always a partner decision. Have you guys listened to Waitress, the soundtrack of Waitress, the Broadway musical? I have. This this whole conversation reminds me of the song, She Used to Be Mine. Um, Just... Listen to that song. It's a good... It, it will make sense if you do. You're not going to break out in song and sing it to us? I'm not going okay. to. I was waiting for you. <laughs> sing a song. Sing a song. Um, no. I... Well, I think... Not having to deal with somebody else's schedule. Like, you hit, a, hit on something and you said, I'm not a, you're not a morning person and so you do all that. I am a morning person, but in order to enjoy my morning... I set out my clothes the night before, and I do. I mean, I even set up like my coffee maker. All I have to do is put my dogs out, push the button, and my morning can start peacefully. Yeah. Because everything else has been done before, so I don't have to think about it. And I am a morning person, but I just don't want to rush in the morning. That's my whole thing. I just wanted everything to slow down and for me to feel like I could breathe in the morning yeah in my marriage I didn't feel like I could breathe I felt like there were so many so many expectations of me that as soon as my feet hit the ground in the morning I had a load of wash in and I was cooking a big breakfast and I was doing this and I was I mean it was just it was chaos in yeah. the morning. and I felt like I never got a chance to catch my breath and I think that I got blindsided a lot because I was so busy, I didn't process things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've done, I think I said I've done a lot more cooking. Mm-hmm. And I made, I can't, I can't remember if I have talked about this before, so stop me if I did. I made baked potatoes a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you yeah. told us about that. Yeah, I talked about that last week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was, like, also, the new you stuff. about eggs, too? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> when, when, you've, when you've been in a situation... Where that you were afraid to make a mistake. Constantly afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. Like I was constantly afraid that I was going to be reprimanded for making a mess in the kitchen. Or like if I set a load of laundry, this is this is actually what led me to think of this. If I set a load of laundry and I made DD two, I will I forget everything. So I'll set a load of laundry and forget it happened and then like then like a day later, I'll be like, oh, no, and then I'll have to rewash it and do whatever. It doesn't happen as much anymore. But I think that's largely because my ex would, like, not – It's he would not let me, but he'd be like, don't set laundry if you're not going to finish it. That, yeah, that just kind sort of, of the negative aspect. Like, Instead of just finishing okay, it Okay, but I just need to, like – yeah, well, no, he would never have done that. He would never have put la- my laundry in the uh, – 
dryer. <laughs> and he also would never have said, your laundry's in the dryer. Can you just move it over? Yeah. And I'm, my partner now would be like, hey, I got to do laundry. Do you, Can I just put yours in the dryer? And has put mine in the dryer several times. Like, yeah. it's not... So, I, it's a very different, I don't know, just a very different Respectful situation. kind of thing. I mean, that's just, that's just strange to me. It's just, like, common courtesy and, like, what? I mean, can I tell you what it really is? It's just caring about somebody. Well, it's like, it's like being best friends. I yeah. mean, I think we're talking yeah. about, it's like being good friends. You want, if you're going to live with somebody, because you need to care about them like your best what, friends. What I was saying about the former, it's like when you have a roommate who you're not romantically involved with. It's like having a roommate that makes you mad. Everything they do makes you mad because they don't live the same as you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what it is. So, anyway. Well, you know, the way your morning is for you, my evening is for me. Mm-hmm. So, I um, I guess my ex and I, we didn't, because he left to get a rehab was when he first left before we, before we divorced. Yeah, there was there was several there was a long time before we divorced before I made the decision to file for divorce when he left and I had to sleep in the bed by myself, which wasn't necessarily unusual. But I didn't really love it, so I decided to start making it something I did love. So I'd bring my Bible study to bed or another book, or I'd sleep with twelve books on the bed just because that made me happy if I couldn't decide what to read, or I'd leave the TV on, or I'd have you know everything next to the bed that you know. So I, so I liked I sort of made my bedtime because I fight going to sleep. I don't like it's like a baby, I guess. I don't like going to bed at night. I don't like going to sleep. I don't like letting go of the day. No, I me love, neither. I love I that. I fight it too. Yes, I love that time in the morning between dream and awake. That that time when you wake up and everything's just sort of. You're just halfway there. Now, I would love to live there forever. That's just sweet and dreamy and peaceful, and I don't want to get up and leave yeah. that at all. But trying to lay down and go to sleep, I fight that yeah, tooth and nail. I do too. And so I made at least being in my bed and around my bed something that I enjoyed. So I don't know if that's necessarily routine, but I did sort of try and change it up to make something I didn't necessarily like anymore. Yeah. yeah. To something I did like. You have to well, make it you. I think that's, that's like what, what we're all saying like, um, is like yeah. you just, at the end of the day, Especially if you've grown up with your partner, with your partner, your ex-partner, whatever, that you have to go back to figuring out what you want. Yeah. Like what you want your surroundings to be and what well, you want and, your routine to be. And I think be. that we need to evaluate that. So you're only a year out. You're more than how many years are you? I'm seven years out. You're seven. I'm four. So five. Four, well, or somewhere between four and five. I guess it's closer to five. Oh, five. It's October. Five. Five years. So, but I think that even taking our home situations after every year or so and looking around, Beth, you and I talked about this today Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, this is the way I set up my kitchen when I moved in. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really works for the way I actually live. I don't have to keep it this way just because it's become a habit for four years. I'm allowed to change it. And then change, you know, just go room by room and go, does this really work for the life that I'm living right now? And if it doesn't, change it. I moved, so my ex fought me a lot on the way the house was arranged. And after he left, I waited a second, like probably about a month or two. And then I relocated my son's room to a bigger, better room that he's much more content in. It has a little more privacy. Oh, it's and a lot more privacy. There. It's yeah, much better. It makes more sense. And so I just kind of like rethought my house in that way. And like things like there's been a pot rack on the that I bought for my kitchen that I haven't hung. And I woke up last weekend and I was like, 
this is the day I hang the pot rack. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, that's great. Yeah. And I did it, and it looks so quaint in there. So it's just it's just those little those little things. Well, and, and I made decisions this weekend. I went to the storage unit where my ex husband's furniture is stored because you know the kids are too young. They don't they don't think they want anything. They're you know just do whatever with it, mom. And I'm thinking, okay. Well, I know that there are pieces that I liked. Well, I'm going to incorporate those into my home. Now, if they want them later, that's great. I'll replace them then. But if I loved the huge pub table that used to be in my ex-husband's house that was there from the day that we got married, then why not incorporate it into my house now? That's true. You know, it's one of those, I don't have to, when he when he passed away, we moved everything to the storage unit because I couldn't think of it. Couldn't, it couldn't even bring, my, I just didn't want to have, and now that we've gotten far enough away and the kids truly aren't interested, then I, then I feel the freedom to be interested. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't because I don't ever want to take anything from my kids or give away anything that they may want in the future. Or you know what I mean? I don't want to have to deal. But then now that we've truly all had a minute and had time, I'm like, okay, well, I can take the pieces I think that I really like, and then if they want them in the future, they can have them. Mm-hmm. I'll replace them then. But there's no reason for me not to incorporate them in my home at this time. So I'm having to rethink that sort of organization. And but I think the biggest thing. And the thing I think some people, especially first divorced, time, I don't say it heals. It didn't necessarily heal the divorce wound necessarily, but I'm, I, I don't, I'm not sad anymore. And I'm happy where I am now. And I'm thankful for the divorce. And I'm, you know, thankful for the time I had with him when things were well. You know what I mean? But it doesn't, like, I don't have those emotional reactions to things like yeah. I used to. No. Do either of you? I no, think time I miss, tamps it down to where it's like, like, like well, I I'm, think I hit on that. The yeah. opposite of love is apathy. Is apathy. Yeah. And I and I and I have gotten you know it just I I'll say and this is again speaking I, I have had a partner for a while. What I know is I miss marriage. I don't miss that marriage yeah. that I was in. You miss that kind of partnership. Yeah, I miss. Marriage is a nice. I don't. Marriage is not the right word for it. I mean long term. I mean like coupling. Like well, it's a it's a level of commitment. Yeah, Yeah. having a committed relationship. Well, and I don't think I would feel that way. I have a child, so that that's a little bit of a different scenario when you're bringing another person who's not the kid's kids, parent into it. It just is, and it's well, it requires if if you're gonna you know some and. That's a different level of commitment when they decide to take on a parenting well, role. I mean, like it's and, like that's and that takes and probably choosing years to, get to love to. someone else's kid is a big deal. Yeah, you know? it's really a big deal. So, not something to rush into. So every once in a while, I miss like that kind of. It's a family unit. Family. It's not even necessarily marriage. It's family unit. But I don't miss that marriage at all. Like, see, and I feel like so. I had one one of my. Or my oldest son, who does not live here, came home this weekend with his fiance, and I, in having him and my other son in the home, I feel like we're a family unit. Like I feel more family yeah. unit yeah. when at least two of my three kids are here, and I, and that's without their dad. And maybe just because their dad was absent for so much of their, I mean, of us, like it was always us going on trips, me and the kids. It was never me, the kids, and their dad. Okay. Like it was rare that that happened. So when I have the kids with me. I feel that family unit. So I, you know? I, I have that too. And I think it's because 
my ex was not involved and we did vacations together and yeah. so when my son comes home and it's the three of us again it feels like a family unit it, well i'm gonna go and say it feels complete yes. to me. yeah it does i don't too. miss that other person being there it's a lot easier mm-hmm. i mean honestly it's a lot easier. No. Nobody's walking oh. on eggshells. No, it's and everybody gets it's along. Gobs we know our we yes. know our See, your family unit didn't just, feel good when it was together. No. Yeah. So what No, and it wasn't like it was fun. It's right, just the so it's your I think idea. it's just the ideal. It's the idea of, it's the the ideal of mom and dad and kid. Yeah. That's what it so, is. But That's you never all. really experienced that in the way you love. I didn't. So I didn't. So you missed something you never had. I did. I do. Well, I missed something I never she's had. She's born in the dream or the concept. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. a concept. It's what could. It's that. what could have been. Yeah. What, yeah. what might. Have but been. you're not as. Yeah. You're not as far out either. Yeah, I'm I over think that, probably yeah. in about four years you'll go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, who cares? Oh, who cares? I already have it. Yeah. I'm over that now. Yeah. Yeah. I did have that for a while. But. I just think I don't know. I feel I'm like you. I think our my family unit is three. Yeah, mine's four. Not four. Four plus one now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's exciting too. Yes, it is. All mm-hmm. right. So I guess is there anything if you've got if you could give our listeners one piece of advice, one thing to try, or one mindset to. Um, you know, and I guess the thing about mindsets is you can try them out. Okay, I will think like this for 30 minutes and see how it goes. So what is the one piece of reorganizing your life or instigating a reset, especially fairly soon after a divorce, even when you're in or five years in or whatever, what would it be? Oh, one? Mm-hmm. One. Just one quick quip of try this. Like, like, just go back, go back, go back. Go back to the before. Yeah, go back to the before and just remember what you wanted because when that other person is inserted in your life, those things do change inherently a little bit. You can't really help it unless you're entirely independent human beings. Like, you're going to affect each other. So just go back, figure it out, and figure out if that's still what you want, and if it's not... What iteration is it now? Because it's going to be something. Like, okay, I'll I'll use myself as an example. Like, I'm a theater artist. And when I was 22, like, I had dreams of being on Broadway. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a performer. And then I went to grad school and became a professor. And now, 43-year-old Lauren. And I, I, I didn't do things. Like, I didn't go on some auditions because I knew it would take me on tour or whatever, away from the human that I was with. And that's not, I don't regret that at all. It was what I chose to do at the time. But now Lauren doesn't want, like, I don't, I don't dream of that. I have very different sort of like ideas about what my art is that has nothing to do with going and doing H shows a week on, does that, on Broadway. Does that make sense? Yes. So like, you, like, it, it's, it's just figure it out. It's probably something similar to what it was. But it, it might look a little bit different, and you can you can choose to explore whatever aspect of that you want to. Like, that that's the beauty of rediscovery after divorce, especially if you're, if you're our age, you know. I'd say trust yourself. Oh, that's a good one. Trust that you are the person that you're supposed to be, and maybe don't get so hung up on 
what the world tells you that you're supposed to be yeah. as a divorced woman or as a woman in general. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. My gut instinct has never been wrong if I listen yeah. to it. <laughs> if I choose to listen to it. That's another thing. I would say um, take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. You've got kids, you've got divorce, you got a job and all of those things. But, you know, is it the girl wash, you, girl wash your face? Yeah. That book and that scenario, whatever, just sort of the take take that 15 minutes, whatever it is, and do something for you that helps you remember that you are the most important person in your kids' lives and that without you, nothing else works and do something to take care of yourself just to kind of help help yourself, help elevate yourself above whatever circumstance you're Put in. Put your os- oxygen mask on first. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. I just think that, yeah. you know, every once in a while, just something little like making my bed or, you know, organize, you know, putting together an outfit I like to wear to work or whatever just really kind of helps. It just changes my whole perspective. Yeah. So. I think it's all your outlook. Yes. Mindset. Outlook. Just remember there's no supposed tos. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like that's one of my biggest things I get hung up on supposed tos and that's not a thing. It's not a thing. You know? Want to is a thing. Yeah. Want to. Get to. Get to is big. But supposed to doesn't exist. And there are some need tos in there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But everybody's life looks different, and that's okay. Oh, it's absolutely okay. All right, well, what are you guys going to do this week to live the life that you love? Anything? Well, my birthday is not this week, but it's next week, so I'm having a little, like, little birthday bonfire on Saturday night with some buddies. In our open backyard. <laughs> In your double wide backyard. In our double wide. <laughs> well, you won't have to worry about burning the trees down. No, yeah, the tree, there are no trees to set on fire, so that's kind of fun. Oh, that's fun. Um, I'm contemplating going out of town. Good for you. Maybe to a ball game, so we'll see how that works out. Good. I would like that. I'm not really sure. I may go to the Great Gulf Coast Art Festival this weekend in um, Pensacola. Go see the kid who was just here. Or I may not. Just wait and see. We'll see. Just looking forward to being. You know, I've decided not to do the art shows. I'm really looking forward to being in my house and just getting things organized and put together. So That's great, too. So, well, I might stay too, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> y'all have a wonderful week. Good week. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week, See girl. See you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.